Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In six minutes after the hour, in the heart of America, what's up, everybody? My name is Mike Elam, sitting in and at your service tonight, and it should be a fun-filled evening. Matt is pushing all the buttons, trying to keep me in between the guardrails. God knows if that's going to be successful or not. Hey, speaking of successful, um, how's your bracket? Yeah. So mine's not that great. I I thought I'd pick some good upsets. I thought I was going to do that. But, yeah, didn't really see the Furman thing happening. That Matt, did you have Furman pick to, to win today? Uh, I admit I'm a casual fan. Did no. not did not make a bracket this year. What I know. really? I know. They didn't have a bracket at Camo X for you to join. Uh, they did, but I didn't want to put any money into it. To be it, honest. So we we started it. So I three broadband is is where I work full time, and um, some of my Illinois friends decided to put a bracket together. It was only five bucks, right? So it wasn't it wasn't big money to get in, and it's more bragging rights more than anything else. And we're just doing a winner take all on everything. So I, I got in and did the bracket, did not pick Furman, but St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman played basketball at Furman in the 1970s. And during the 70s, they had a pretty good run of getting to the tournament. But this is the first year in 42 years that Furman has made the NCAA tournament. So as you might imagine, the county executive is going to be happy tonight. And I'm sure being that tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, he's going to enjoy himself as well he should. Furman has done well. <laughs> what happened to Virginia? Where did that come from? So the good news is, if you're an SEC fan, the SEC is killing it. They had four teams play today, and they are 4-0. and oh. So Alabama thumped, which you would expect that they would, being the number one overall seed. The Missouri Tigers come up with a big win in the tournament, and now you really like their odds because who is it that Missouri is playing? Whoever upset Virginia today. Oh, Princeton. Princeton, thank you. So I I like Mizzou's chances uh, against a number 15, but then again, I liked Virginia's chances against a number 15. So anything's possible. It, It is the big dance. My Arkansas Razorbacks won today over the Illini. Which for a lot of people in the St. Louis area, that's that's probably troubling. But um, 
my company is actually located in Peoria, and Champaign-Urbana is one of the markets that we serve. So I have a lot of friends who are giving me a lot of grief about how the Ally and I were going to thump my Razorbacks. So I'm, I'm going to enjoy a steak dinner because the Razorbacks won. So that was great. And then Iowa and Auburn just wrapped up, and Auburn pulls out the win, 83-75 over Iowa. So you got four SEC teams that win. We'll see if the other four SEC teams that play tomorrow have as good a day. Uh, I would expect that they would because the SEC is actually pretty darn good. And it's kind of like SEC in football. Um, A mid-level SEC team in football, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, but I think all those teams are so good that a mid-level team in SEC football is probably better than most other teams in any other conference in America. Now, you could make that argument the Big Ten, probably not the case. But um, I I think with the Big 12, I think the Pac-10, which is funny because all the numbers are wrong anymore because there's not 12 teams in the Big 12. There's not 10 teams in the Big Ten. It's just... We made up the numbers, and it doesn't really matter anymore, but we're just going with that. At some point, you would think that they would reorganize and make the numbers fit, and let's just call it something else. But, hey, you've got TV deals and logos look really good, so we're just going to stick with it, and that's that's where we're going to move forward from there. So it's been an exciting day. It's always fun around the office when uh, the tournament starts. March Madness is fun for everybody because you have people who have no idea what's going on in college basketball. And it's like, hey, we're doing an office bracket. You want to make it? And you'll have somebody who's like, oh, good, sports ball. Yay. I'm so excited. Sure, I'll do a bracket. And they pick by colors or mascots. Oh, I think your mascot can beat that mascot, so I'll pick that team. And those are the people who normally win the office pools. And it really kills the sports guys. You have the sports guys who are like, I'm going to do six brackets and I'm going to watch all this stuff. And then at the end, they, they end up last. A lot of sports guys overthink everything and they just get thumped, which has got to be embarrassing when that's what you do for a living. But the good news is the sports open line guys are no longer in the studio. So I can say all that and they're not going to beat me up, which could be a real fear. So we will wait and see what happens. My bracket was horrible today, but we'll see. I think I lost three games today. Um, so I guess it's not the worst because there were a, a big, a, a lot of upsets, but a couple of my upsets that I picked didn't work out very well. So it is what it is. So we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Hey, later on tonight, we are going to talk with my friend Mark Hollander. Mark is the uh, president of Vision St. Charles County Leadership. Great organization. Um, you know, leadership is one of those kind of things. It doesn't happen by accident. And if you're intentional about it, you will see better leadership come from it. So St. Charles County started this program a number of years ago where they are trying to help grow the leaders of tomorrow. Fantastic organization. The one caveat I will say is every year they have a new class, right? So they've got this thing where every year is best class ever. And if that was your class, then you say that all the time, which is mildly annoying. However... Uh, somebody is is probably going to be the best class ever. But when you have a new class every year, it's argumentative. It's like comparing who's the best pitcher. You know, you can't compare a guy from the 90s to a guy from the 40s. It just doesn't work. But 
Um, Mark is the CEO and uh, president of, of that organization. Um, they also, he and his wife, Melissa, own a fantastic restaurant that was voted by uh, St. Louis Magazine as the best breakfast place in St. Louis. It's in Frenchtown in St. Charles City and is called La Bella V. And it is a really good breakfast place. They are only open for breakfast and lunch. And um, they're, a, they're a really good place to, to go check out if you're ever in St. Charles. So tomorrow is going to be the big St. Patrick's Day parade in St. Charles. I know uh, Sean Michael was talking earlier about the big Dogtown parade, which is going to be fantastic. But if you're in St. Charles area and you don't want to drive all the way downtown, you have an option. You can either do the fantastic Dogtown parade, which is something if you haven't done, you need to do at least once in your life. Or if you're out in St. Charles, the St. Charles Parade is really turning in to be something amazing. And Frenchtown is a place that is really expanding with a lot of great shops, uh, new businesses that are opening there. So we'll talk to Mark a little bit about what's going on tomorrow with the big St. Patrick's Day Parade. Um, A little bit later on this hour, we're also going to talk with my fellow St. Charles County Council member, Matt Swanson. Now, Matt is a... Uh, eighth grade um, civics teacher, history teacher. And Matt is at an event tonight at the St. Charles Family Arena that is an election integrity event. And we will talk a little bit about what does that mean? What was the event all about? And how did it go? So we will we will learn a little more about that tonight when we talk to Matt. Matt is also a guy that when you want to talk Constitution, uh, he knows it inside and out because he teaches it every year to his middle school students. So uh, not a good idea to get into conversations about government function with a guy who teaches civics for a living. They tend to know it pretty well. Um, Later on, we're also going to have my friend John Weeman. John Weeman used to be the Speaker Pro Temp of the Missouri House. He is now the president of Workforce and Strategic Initiatives at St. Charles Community College. If you haven't picked up the theme tonight, yes, it is all about St. Charles, Missouri. Why? Because that's where I live and I get to do the show tonight. And Matt is so excited to learn everything that's going on in St. Charles as if he didn't hear enough about what was going on in St. Charles the last time I was here. Actually, last time I was here, we actually had Mark Carter on from St. Louis County. But that was a Tuesday night. They're not meeting tonight. They meet on Tuesdays. So I'm giving Mark the night off. Although Mark's probably doing a ride-along with a local police force. A great guy who is actually running for Senate. Um, his uh, senator is terming out, so next year he will be a candidate for Senate. So it should be a great evening tonight. We'll get Shawn Michael in here a little bit later on. A guy who has a wealth of stories and can name drop with Hollywood people from the past better than anybody I know. Probably because I, I don't know a lot of people who know a lot of Hollywood people, but because he spent time out there. He does have some great stories, and if you... Uh, have listened to Hancock and Kelly on Monday nights. You've heard some of those. So we'll look forward to hanging out with him. On the other side of the break, we are going to talk to John Weeman. We will have John join us here in just a little bit. We appreciate you hanging on tonight. My name is Mike Elam. This is At Your Service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Happy St. Patrick's Day Eve. Did you have corned beef and cabbage today, or are you waiting until tomorrow? What, did you have it, Matt? Did you eat that today? No, I, I don't are know. Are you going to eat, eat that, it tomorrow? I don't know if I would eat that any day. It's Lord, I'm not eating that tomorrow. Although, I will tell you, a good corned beef sandwich is, is really good if you find a place that can do it. The cabbage, I have no desire for cabbage. It, it stinks to high heaven, and I just I see no need uh, to eat that at all. So... I'm a hard pass on that. However, I am so excited about the fact that tomorrow in St. Louis, I will be drinking Yingling beer on St. Patrick's Day. And Matt is excited about it as well, aren't you? I like the Yingling, but I feel like tomorrow that's that's a Guinness day, don't you think? I can't do Guinness, Matt. It's just too heavy. Too heavy. Come on. I know. I need to man up, right? I need (laughs) to man up and, and figure out how to do that. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. I'm when the parade gets going. I'll be in the spirit. It'll be fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Want to introduce you to my friend John Weeman, who is the vice president of workforce and strategic initiatives at St. Charles Community College. Mr. Weeman, how are you, sir? Hello, Mike. What's going on this evening? You know, it's been a while since you and I have chatted. It's it's good to touch base with you. Yeah, I, I always enjoy talking to you. You know, for some reason, uh, I don't know why, but I always seem to catch up with people that I haven't talked to in a while whenever I fill in in the radio. So it's good that everybody could just listen in on conversations with my friends. So I, I appreciate you taking some time on a last minute and saying, sure, we'll we'll have a conversation. I'm looking forward to it. So let's, there's, let's do this. There's a lot going on at, at St. Charles Community College, isn't there? Oh, yeah, we, we're pretty busy. Uh, as you know, we're actually we're getting close to the end of the semester. Um, we, we had uh, our enrollment is pretty much right where we expected it to be. We're at about 5,500 students, full-time students. That doesn't count part-time and then the continuing education uh, students. But, um, yeah, we're, we're excited. We have a lot of new programs that we're adding on. I'm, I'm certainly busy on the workforce development side. We just had a, a town hall meeting today, actually, uh, State Representative uh, 
um, Lewis Riggs, who is the chairman of Workforce and Infrastructure, he's been touring the state this whole week, uh, hosting uh, town halls all over the, around the state, talking about what we can do to uh, help um, improve our workforce in Missouri. And so he headed at our college, at St. Charles Community College. We hosted it uh, this afternoon, and so I was there with him and a couple other representatives from St. Charles County and St. Louis County as well and city. So it was, it was good. You know, workforce development is really one of those areas that everybody is talking about these days. And even though uh, the jobs report was good that recently came out with 311,000 new jobs, the um, unemployment number actually went up, which means we're getting more people coming back into the workforce. Funny what a bad economy does, right? When When you start running out of money, you start looking for a job all over again. So... Hopefully, that's going to to help us a little bit. But I'm curious, from the town hall that you had, what did you learn about where are people in the workforce development world? What are the the big things that you heard from there? Well, certainly the the question about, you know, what can we do to get more employees, more workers, uh, was the number one topic. And and we're st- most of the, the businesses that were there today, that was pretty much the theme. Was like we're, we're just not seeing it yet. We're not seeing, uh, you know, a lot of people applying for jobs. And you know, there's lots of theories behind that. We still think that um, a lot of them are still, you know, because they receive a lot of government assistance. And I mean, I, I read a report just recently that said that, you know, depending on the state, you can you can. Pretty much a family of four can live on government assistance between Medicaid and you know TANF and all the other uh, SNAP and all the other programs. It's equivalent to about a sixty to eighty thousand dollar job. Wow! Um, and, and, in, and in New York and California, it's closer to a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! So that's one of the theories as to why a lot of people are kind of sitting on the sidelines because, quite honestly, they can live on you know. On sixty to eighty thousand um, dollars, you know they're not going to live extravagantly, but but you know it's they're going to survive. Yeah, it it may not be a great living, but it's a living, and it's something you don't have to work hard at. Pardon the expression. Yeah. Well, then you also have they they call the the, the digital e- economy where you have people that want to work when they want to work. They'll they'll do the Uber. They'll do the you know the the, the other types of uh, jobs where they can just kind of work when they want to work. And and that's the other thing, too, that, that was discussed was just, you know, a lot of the companies are starting to try to get more creative about, you know, uh, the uh, the amount of hours that you're required to work in a shift, like in the hospital, they're trying to move it from a 12-hour shift down to maybe an eight-hour shift. Or I heard, I heard today they're even talking, considering a four-hour shift. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's still, it's still a problem in the, in the workforce. I know there's been a lot of ideas that have been floated around lately where people have started talking about uh, different ways to entice workers to come. So some of those ideas that have been floated were a four-day work week and saying, hey, how would you how would you feel about that? So they're talking about, you know, doing four tens and then you have three days off. And I've noticed that a lot of manufacturing jobs are starting to offer these four-day work weeks that way. And then they have for for lack of a better term, a weekend warrior program where you work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you do 12-hour shifts, but they pay you for 40. So you actually get 40 hours of work uh, pay for only three days worth of work. So 
it gives you all that time off. So if you were an industrial type person, uh, say you you just graduated high school, you could go work Friday, Saturday, Sunday at a manufacturing plant, and that would leave you Monday through Thursday where you could attend St. Charles Community College because you're four-day weeks, right? Yeah. So it would, yeah, absolutely, and that's that. That's the kind of creativity that is happening in you know in the marketplace with supply and demand, and you know obviously the supply is still pretty low as far as supply of, of you know able body you know people that are willing to work. I emphasize the word willing to work. True, and you know there's plenty of resources, and you know certainly the the state of Missouri is investing heavily in workforce development through. Uh, one start, Mo Excels, and fast track programs. You know, it, those investments have been made. I, and that was the point I was making today with the legislators. I'm like, don't stop making those investments because you know, like our our college. I mean, we're in the midst of building a, a 50,000 square foot you know regional workforce innovation center, but it won't be completed. The building won't be done until you know near the end of 2025. Oh so wow! That investment's not going to start paying off. You know, and that's the same thing for St. Louis Community College. They're, they're in the midst of building a new tech center and some other community colleges around the state. So those those investments are being made now, but they're not going to start paying off in the form of, you know, new new trained, you know, individuals until, you know, two to three years down the road. Were there any ideas where people floated about short-term solutions? So in the meantime... What were some ideas that you may have heard that said, hey, that's that's actually a pretty good approach? Well, what's happening now is is that instead of trying to, to focus on two-year, you know, associate's degrees or four-year degrees, we're looking more at certificates and credentialing. Um, there's a there's legislation that just passed out of the House that I really like. It's called the Upskills Grant Program, House Bill 417. And that basically is encouraging existing employees that they want to go ahead and get some additional credentials um, that they can go back to school and, and, and get get that paid for. Their, their employer can get some grant money to help pay for their employees to kind of up, up you know increase their skills. Another interesting idea is that was brought up is that, you know, especially with the teacher problem that we're having, yes. is right now with the PSRS program, the Public School Retirement System program, it, once you retire, you, you, it's almost impossible for you to come back without affecting your, your existing retirement pension. And so there's some talk about modifying that so that way we can get some of the, the older folks who've retired that like to come back and maybe at least work part-time or at least help out um, that, that ability to do that. You know, coming back as a teacher is a program that a lot of states are starting to do. My brother-in-law lives down in Springdale, Arkansas, and he retired from the healthcare community and had a master's in healthcare administration. But he's never been a teacher before. But now he started substitute teaching because down in Northwest Arkansas, like everywhere else, I guess, they have a shortage of teachers. And it's even harder to find substitute teachers. If you can't find the full-time people, the part-time people seem to be even harder to come by. So they're going to the professional community. And they're saying, hey, anybody out there interested in coming in and being a substitute teacher? And he really likes it. He can work when he wants to work. He can make some extra money. Officially, he's retired. But it gives him something to do. And he really likes the interaction with the young people. It it gives him a place to 
you know, refresh with them because obviously their their kids are grown and out of the house. So it kind of gives them an opportunity to plug in with a younger community, which he says gives him a, a lot of energy. So you're seeing schools really start to come up with these creative ideas. I, I think, I don't know if this is true, and I'm, I'm not going to put you on the spot to confirm or deny, but I, I was thinking that Missouri had a program where if you are former military, they will let you teach in the schools. Do you know if that's true, or did I just make I, that up? I don't, I don't know. I can't confirm whether that's true or not. I, I, I honestly don't know what that is or not, but it, it, I wish it was. I mean, if it, you know, certainly it sounds like a great program. I know, it, it, you know that's the biggest challenge that we face, along with all the other higher education and even you know, secondary education, is finding qualified instructors. Right. And for us, you know, we're 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 going out, you know, trying to find those people because, you know, we may, you know, want to have a welding program, which we do have a welding program. But we may want to hire uh, some additional weld, welding instructors, but trying to find someone who's who has those qualifications and experience to get them to leave their private sector job where they're making a bunch of money to come work for us. You know, we can't, you know, we can't match what they can make in the private sector. Um, but to have them leave that situation and come work for us to, as an instructor is difficult. We're talking with John Weeman, who is the vice president of Workforce and Strategic Initiatives at St. Charles Community College. Hey, before I let you get out of here, um, because of your previous life in the legislature, being that you were uh, the speaker pro tem of uh, the Missouri House, I just kind of wanted to get your two cents so far, since the legislature is on spring break right now. Hence, while they were why they were able to be at your event today, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. What's your sense so far? Um, we're halfway through session. I guess they really only have seven weeks of session left. Um, how do you feel things are going? I'm sure you're still in touch with a lot of folks who were there in Jeff City. What's your sense of how it's been so far? Well, I think the House is doing what they typically do. They filed this year, well, 1,478 bills. Um, so a slow year. Got, excuse me? Yeah. A slow year. Uh, they're right on par. They're right on par with what they normally do. But, um, you know, the total number of bills filed in both the House and the Senate was 2,264, which is, that's a lot of average. Actually, wow. it's above average. And um, right now the House is third red 30 bills. So they've passed 30 bills and sits over to the Senate. And um, right now, is it seems like it's Groundhog Day with the Senate sitting on a lot of legislation. And, and of course, they had a little unfortunate incident right before spring break. They, they actually had, um, adjourned early um, or recessed early, you know, a day, a day earlier than they should have. And, um, you know, I think they're stuck on a transgender bill that, you know, we're all keeping our fingers crossed that they can get that out and, and and move on with other legislation. But I'd say the House has done a pretty good job. They've passed a lot of the priority bills, um, you know, law enforcement and, you know, legislation to help um, the St. Louis City Police, you know, be under state control, under our commission. You know, some of those bills that we really need to get passed has been, you know, it's, it's happened in the House, but the Senate's really the question. We'll see, you know, what happens in the second half. But um, it was things were going well until really the last week or so before session went into spring break before things kind of melted down over in the Senate. You know, this is probably a bad way to judge things, but I judge the Missouri legislature's session based on how many uh, the sky is falling stories that I hear. 
And so far this year, I really haven't heard any right up until what you just mentioned. Um, what what happened that last few days with the Senate before they went on spring break is really the only thing that I've heard. And I would say you would be a better judge of this than I am. But I would say Speaker Blocker has done a very good job of handling the House so far this year. Yeah, he, no, no question that he's done a, a, an outstanding job. I think uh, full leader uh, John Patterson's done a, a great job, first first year in that position. And, you know, that, that just shows you that they've been able to move a lot of good legislation through the House. And, and the Senate, I'll, be, I'll give kudos to, you know, uh, Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Rowden and, and the Majority Floor Leader, uh, um, Cindy Laughlin. They've done a good job, you know, and up up to the point where they, they tried their best to navigate a very, you know, difficult piece of legislation that that certainly is not easy to pass um, with the transgender you know, sports um, legislation, but it's it's a situation where you know, we're going to see how good they are about getting through that and, and, and being able to navigate that legislation because over in the Senate, you have to work through those bills in numerical order. Uh, you can't jump around unless you lay the bill over uh, or put it on the informal calendar. So um, that's that's the predicament they're in. That's, that's hence that's why they can filibuster unless they can break the filibuster and that, you know, that's very difficult to do. But I would say, you know, the leadership on both the house and the Senate has been pretty good. It's just now it's coming down to down to the wire and individual uh, members in the Senate, you know, they can choose to be very difficult if they want to, and they can shut down a lot of legislation. Well, hopefully things are going to go smoothly. I appreciate you helping me out and making things go smoothly tonight on At Your Service. Uh, This is John Weeman. He is the Vice President of Workforce and Strategic Initiatives at St. Charles Community College. John, thanks for taking the time to help me out tonight on At Your Service. Thank you, Mike. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. It's always good to catch up with John. He's he's, uh, had so much to do with the legislature over the years that he has a great perspective. And uh, he's just a great guy, so it's always good to catch up. A little bit later on tonight, we're going to talk with Matt Swanson, who is a St. Charles County Councilman with me. He is currently at an event, an election integrity event, that seems to be going long at the Family Arena. So I'll be very interested to hear what happens there. Going to check up with Mark Hollander uh, just after the 9 o'clock hour as well. So we will be back after this, after we find out if Northwestern is going to hang on to beat Boise State. And I'm going to say that's a yes. We'll see how it goes. My name is Mike Elam. You are listening to At Your Service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, look at you. So I remember when this song was new and I actually played it. At Power 92 FM, Little Rock's fresh new music mix. 
you, you got to love it. Shawn Michael is sitting in with me for a little while. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Happy to come in and bail you out. I, and I appreciate that yeah. because God knows I can use all the help I can get. Yeah, we have the uh, NCAA tournament on, and uh, I see that uh, Boise State, who was here at uh, played SLU, beat SLU, uh, Boise State just... Uh, uh, set the. I don't know if it's an all-time NCAA record, but they currently lead the NCAA. They are now no wins and nine losses in the <laughs> NCAA tournament. That is not the record that you want to have. No, but you know there are other there are other schools that never made it. Um, I I I think I trying to remember who was O and A, but they were tied with somebody else. But yeah, they're O and nine now. Wow. Yeah, that's and, that's just tough. It really is. But you know they're in the dance, and that's what's fun about you, it. You get to go. So I, I was watching. Um, the playing game uh, yesterday. Yesterday? Or, yeah, it was yesterday, I guess. They had a playing game. And it, it was like, wow, you get to play and to say you were in the tournament just so you can go get the snot kicked out of you by Alabama. Yes, but congratulations, you you were here. But they also have eleven seeds that play in the playing game yes. too, so which is pretty high up. I mean, both of those teams deserve to be in the tournament. So. But I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. You know, we're number sixty-eight. That's worth you know playing for. But yeah, the the play-in for the eleven seed is is kind of it's unfair to those teams. I think. But. I, I I don't understand how those guys would be an eleven seed after winning that game and then you have other teams who who played well and they're a 12 seed yeah like what what does that say about you well it, you know they're just it's a television show remember that this is true so, although if if you've never been to the march madness the ncaa tournament it is a lot of fun i've been several times uh, most recently in salt lake city also uh, i was I've been to the women's tournament, which is also a lot of fun, too. I've been to that a couple of times. Uh, What's really neat about it is that, and and this is the thing that always struck me, was that you have, like, um, famous coaches, famous teams— uh, they bring their their fans there, right. and so you you have the 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 pep bands. You've got huge groups of fans from other parts of the country and everything like that, and they're out there and they're playing this game. And then it goes right to knuckle you white knuckle time, and at the end the guy makes the big shot and scores the bucket, and everybody goes absolutely crazy. And you say this is what March Madness is all about, <clears throat> and these guys with brooms are saying, okay, guys, great, congratulations. Get, Get the out. heck off the floor because we've got another game. And you've got the other teams that are in their warm-ups. They're ready to take the floor as these guys are jumping all over each other. You've got the bands that are coming in, the fans that are coming in, and it's just like, okay, congratulations, great game. Get off the floor. we got we're, another We're one. very happy for you. Drinks are over here. Please exit Well, they don't have time left. to say all that. Let's just go. <laughs> it's just get off the floor. we got another game to go. That's right. And it's really funny the way that, uh, the way that happens. And if you win an over, time heaven forbid that you know that the, as soon as the, bu- the ball goes through the bucket it's a, a guy from the other team using it as a warm-up ball so i mean it's <laughs> it's amazing but but when you get all those people together and the really the really interesting thing about it and, and when i would go to like the world cup and, and of soccer and things like that that it's the same thing that even when you have fans uh from who are playing against each other you know, these teams are playing against each other. Mm-hmm. If somebody is from, like, the Northwest and they're playing somebody from the Southeast that they never see, they are so nice to each other and so supportive of each other. and that The even, fan bases. The fan bases yes. are. Even the players are, too. Yes. Uh, one of the really fun things that you get to do is a day or two before they, they play, of course, they go to 
they go out on the floor and they warm up and, and they get practice sessions. Well, they open those up to the public. And so you can go to these practice sessions. I mean, normally I, I'd have to sit in the rafters. I, I don't get great seats, but you can sit courtside. And oh, then wow. afterwards, sometimes you can talk to the players or the coaches at least. And yeah, you get an up close with them. Uh, and, and of course, there are fans that come by and cheerleaders and mascots and people like that. And you can you can talk to these people that you otherwise never get to see. And it's really a lot of fun. It's interesting to see the uh, fan bases interact with each other to where, like I was watching the Auburn game mm-hmm. and there were fans from another team who I guess did not want to play Auburn. So when Auburn was shooting free throws, they were yelling roll tide. Because it was in Birmingham, yeah, right? So right. It, it was pretty much a home game for Auburn. I mean, you're in Alabama. Yeah, and even yeah. though Alabama fans may hate you, you're still in Alabama. So I thought it was funny. They're getting heckled with Roll Tide. And I'm like, you know, Alabama's not playing in this division. Well, when right? I saw Alabama in Salt Lake City, um, th- you know, I, and they went to, I think, the Final Four that year. I believe it was. Uh, but, you know, when I saw them, they were they were great. Uh they they become friends with I think it was I think it was Kansas at the time. Okay, uh, and and so the Kansas people they kind of make friends with people, and so if I'm like with Kansas and you're with well you're with Razorbacks, of course, but I you am. know we'll be buddy we'll buddy up and go have dinner or something like that, and then we'll cheer for each other's teams. Yes, until we play each other, of course. But yeah, so so it's a lot of fun. The first round is good because you get all these various different kinds of teams, and there really are I hate to say moral victories, but there are so many teams that are out there that they know right. that they're not up there with that. And it is just so such fun for them just to be there and they really appreciate it. And and that makes it that makes it everything that sports is supposed to be. It's just great for those kids to have the opportunity yeah. to be able to, to be on that stage. Because for a lot of schools, they don't get that kind of attention. We were no. talking about um earlier that SEC has eight teams that are in the tournament, and the four that have played so far have all won. And huge fan base that play to big arenas for the most part. I mean, Arkansas sells out Bud Walton Arena for the entire season. So you have 19,000-plus that you're playing in front of on a regular basis. A lot of these schools, who are the smaller schools, they may have a gym that has 4,000 people, and they don't sell it out. So when they show up and they play at the tournament, it's like... Yeah. I'm on national television, and my whole family can see me. And expect the uh, the uh, SEC to become more like that every year, on and on in basketball. And I'll tell you, it's three letters: NIL. Oh yeah, they've because, got the money because the the SEC has the NIL that nobody else is going to be able to touch. And and those kind of things are are changing college basketball, which well, to me, and and one of the reasons changing college sports all of, the way. Of, but. I'm losing interest, in, especially in college football, for example, is because it is becoming so professional that it is now minor league football. It's and, really become the the G League for the yes, NFL. Yeah. Is oh. is kind of what college football has become. Now G League's a lot of fun, but uh <laughs> I, I love G League. Not to basketball. mix our sports, but I there love you go. G League basketball, but yeah, the, the, it's it's kind of become a minor league. I'm but, really hoping that the XFL becomes that for the NFL. I'm hoping the XFL becomes that proving ground uh, where these guys can make it back. At least in St. Louis, yeah. it seems to be because the fan base is there. The Battlehawks won again. But there's no such thing as a one-team league. Well, this is true. but And that's the problem. It, as long as that one team that is setting the bar is from St. Louis, 
I'm a happy camper about the whole thing. Yeah, but when everybody else goes out of business and you have nobody to play, then that's well, the trouble. This is true. So anyway. don't don't rain on my parade. Okay. It's St. Patrick's Day Eve for me. That is Shawn Michael. I I assume when your name is Shawn Michael, St. Patrick's Day is a is a big deal for you. Uh, not really, but I am Irish. I mean, nothing but Irish. You, you're supposed to play along. We'll oh, talk okay. about your favorite Irish memory on the other side of this. It's at your service. My name is Mike Elam, and you're listening to KMOX. Ah, we're getting in the spirits, trying to get ready for St. Patty's Day. So, Sean Michael, tell me about your favorite St. Patty's Day story. Uh, well, it's not when the uh, guy tried to do an Irish accent with the funky Irish music. Uh, actually. <laughs> that was supposed to be your favorite moment right there. Okay, right. Some people just don't Top read the, the script. I'm well, telling you. I'm Irish the rest of the year. Let everybody else be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. So my favorite uh, memory, and I've, I think I've told this one before, so Matt probably has heard this. Um, it was on St. Patrick's Day, oh, I think about 2011, 2010, something like that. It, okay. was, it was a few years ago. And uh, in Silicon Valley, they have the Silicon Valley Innovation Center, and they had a Silicon Valley Irish Innovation Center where Irish companies uh, could could uh, connect with Silicon Valley companies because they have Irish technology. It's a big thing in Ireland is is the tech industry. And, and so they had a place where the companies could all come together. And when they opened this thing, I went there as a newsman to cover the opening of the Irish Tech Center um, uh, in, in Silicon Valley. And it was on St. Patrick's Day, you know. That of course sense. it is. So Why had, wouldn't it be? Yeah, they had this special guest, and, and his name was Brian Cowan. Uh, and uh, he talked to everybody, and, and uh, then I, you know, uh, he talked to the media. He was from Ireland. And then I sat down and talked with him, uh, interviewed him a little bit. And then when we were done interviewing for a few minutes, and I set my microphone down, and we just sat there, and we just had a great time for, for I don't know how long, but we sat there and just chit-chatted and uh, just had a great time really enjoying each other's company, uh, this man from Ireland. And I was walking home, I was thinking to myself, it's St. Patrick's Day, and if my old dear father and mother were still alive and see me now, that I spent St. Patrick's Day hanging out with the Prime Minister of Ireland. That would be amazing. And that was like one of those, oh my God, I just did that. <laughs> it's like, I St. Patrick's Day, and I was hanging out and enjoying the company. We were enjoying each other's company with Brian Cowan, the Prime Minister of Ireland. So that legit that's, is, that's, a, is a great Irish that, story. That's a, I, 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 can't, I could never imagine to top that. Yeah. I, I was waiting for you to give me some you know, funny potato story okay, well, or I, something. I do have I, one. Wait, I, oh. I like that one better. Okay. I don't know that you should you should take yeah, us down off talk, a high like yeah, that. You, yeah, I agree with that. That was pretty good. Well, thank you. So that's Shawn Michael. You're going to hear him in just a few minutes on the other side, giving us the news headlines of the day, which there are quite a few. Um, and I'm sure you'll be talking about the Dogtown uh, parade that's coming up and, and all of that. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk with Mark Hollander from Vision St. Charles Leadership. Um, Mark also uh, has a, a breakfast place. Uh, La Bella Vie has a restaurant, not just a breakfast place. It's a restaurant uh, down in Frenchtown in St. Charles. And it was voted by St. Louis Magazine readers as the best breakfast place in St. Char- or in St. Louis. Not just St. Charles, in St. Louis. So there's a big St. Patrick's Day parade that is going on uh, 
in St. Charles tomorrow, and it's going to happen right outside of the restaurant. We'll talk to them a little bit more about that and about him running for office in St. Charles. My name is Mike Elam. You are listening to At Your Service. Thanks for hanging out tonight on News Talk 1120 KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.